Welcome to uh, Builders Problem Solved. I got my good buddy Terry Tran has just walked in, and he said, "Holy crap! What are all of these lights for?" <laughs> I said, "Sit down on the lounge and let's have a chat." Um, so both Terry and I belong to a, uh, a coaching group. So that's uh, we've got three days together starting tomorrow, uh, doing lots of learnings. We'll Definitely. be learning some stuff, yeah, uh, and it's very exciting. But uh, I uh, had a visit from Terry and his wife, um, how long ago was it? December. Christmas. December. Yeah, Christmas. Yeah, New yeah. Year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, we, we had a great chat and we went some places and uh, we dropped them off to the airport and uh, we thought, thank God, they're gone. And then, <laughs> and then they ring and go, they've cancelled our flight. So they had to come back <laughs> and stay with us. And we had a great chat about a lot of things. Now, And, and by the way, Nikki is a great host. And Julie's <laughs> wife is a great host if you ever want to stay in Captain Tassie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you want to stay in Teddy, just call us and you can come stay with us. So, um, Terry just arrived and I thought, what a great opportunity to, to, to talk about something that we, we very rarely talk about because um, in a, most of the time in Builders Problem Solved, we're talking about how to make profit. Mm. Uh, and uh, we just had our Builders Business Black Belt intensive last week um, and our Scale Club met on the Wednesday and the whole team met Thursday, Friday and one of the conversations in the Scale Club was um, making profit. Uh, so, so a lot of these builders now are making profit. They've, they've implemented profit first. Mm. Um, they're, they're getting things under control and they're starting to build up tens of thousands of dollars in the profit account. Mm. And uh, so I thought it would just be really opportune to talk to Terry. Hopefully we're, we're going to be able to invite Terry to speak live at our next intensive. So I'm pretty excited about that. I hope you're going to be okay for that. I told yep. them you're going to be there, and they yes. were excited. Excellent. I'll make sure I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> now um, that I'm on camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that we've got the commitment <laughs> recorded. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd just like to, to, to have a chat with you for the next 20 or so minutes about your philosophy um, in investing and, and so forth. But if you, if you just wouldn't mind, because I just love this story, mm. Um, of of how you came to Australia, I, I saw the photos and listened to your story, right. and it's just yeah, it is an amazing story, and and it is, I think that the the circumstances have cre created an amazing person. Mm. So uh, thank you. Yeah, how, uh, how, how did it all happen? Where did just where where did this all start? <laughs> happened uh, forty years ago? Yeah. So uh, this is actually my fortieth year in the country, in this beautiful country, lucky country of ours, and. Um, 40 years ago, our, with the straight after the Vietnam War, when the, the communism uh, from the north took, out, took, out, took pretty much took everything. And uh, my father used to be, uh, he owned a fleet of trucks that, that uh, would deliver Coca-Cola, and that was his business. But then they took all these trucks and left him the one truck that would only deliver pretty much all the goods to the communists, basically. Um, so left him that one truck. And he found the opportunity to sell the truck into gold bars, and then that gold bar was our ticket to freedom. And the gold bars uh, bought, uh, bought a family ticket, so to speak. Uh, you know, my father, my mum, as well as myself. And in the middle of the night, we escaped. Uh, ran through the beach and uh, got into a boat, 18 metres long, a wooden rusted tug. But we didn't realise there was 300 others on, on, on board as well. 
So it's 300 people on an 80 metre tug, which uh, we were planning to get to Darwin. Uh, we never made it there uh, because three days in, we were lost out at sea and because of the weight of the, the boat um, and also it was just water. We had no food on, on the boat, but because of the weight of the boat, our boat was taken on board water, so we were actually slowly sinking um, and we would not have made it. Uh, uh, but a, a cargo ship, which luckily did save us from the from the from the big oceans, and took us to um, to a nearby refugee camp off the coast of Malaysia. And I remember just seeing, you know, these days it's quite incredible seeing the photos of that boat. Mm. Um, and and you know you call it this the power of attraction because it was literally twenty almost thirty years later now that uh, someone from America, which was on a cargo ship, had photos of us. Yeah. And uh, photos, yeah, and those photos amazing. were yeah just showing children in cargo nets and uh, you know getting transported onto the boat. But then, um, you know, we were transferred onto the nearby refugee camp. And from there, just waiting for a country to accept our family into the country. Um, and unfortunately though, um, our, my father did pass away uh, on the island because of a freak accident. And it was from there that it was just me and my mum, uh, single, now single mum uh, at the age of 22, looking after me and just waiting for the, uh, the, I guess, a country to accept us into the country. And of course, Australia uh, accepted us and this is the, the place I call home now. Mm. Yeah. And now we've got him. Yes. <laughs> so, um, cool. a brief history of, of uh, employment and, and all of that, uh, mm. to, to sort of end up with what, you, what you're doing now. Yeah, uh, brief history, long story short, uh, typical Asian kid, because of my single mum, seeing her work really hard for money, my, my first goal was I really wanted to make sure I look after my mum. And that was my main financial goal because I saw her going from, you know, metals factory, learning English and then washing dishes at night. And I was, I was being towed around literally. And seeing that, I didn't want that life to, for her to con continue on into, into old life. So I, wanted, I made the vow that, you know, listen to her, study hard, go to university, get a corporate job, uh, which I did, lucky enough. Uh, NAB uh, did pick me up as a, uh, in my third year as a grad because of my, of my scores in the university. And they had that plan of, uh, I guess, becoming, you know, regional and then state manager of New South Wales. So that was my plan, uh, well, for, uh, I guess, their plan for me. Unfortunately, though, uh, working 80-hour weeks, uh, that's when my health started deteriorating. And one day I just blacked out and rolled down two flights of stairs and severely hurt myself, ended up in hospital. Did anyone and get that on camera? No, they didn't. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> imagine that. Uh, actually, I could imagine because it was my white business shirt was just my blood, drenching blood. Because I had a cut uh, in the, the main artery of my, of my eye, uh, my eyelid, and I was just bleeding to death on the pavement. Yeah, yeah. But someone found me and then uh, sent me to uh, uh, this, one of the Sydney hospitals. So, uh, yeah, and that was my sort of wake-up call that, you know, maybe corporate life was not, no longer for me. Where do I go? Um, and I've always been fascinated with, you know, investing and, and trading, right? And uh, I thought, okay, let's go do all these courses um, free and paid, spent about $50,000 on courses. A lot of them uh, ended up losing, I ended up actually losing about 120000 of my NAB savings from these courses. So in actual fact, over a two year period, it was a disaster. That's how I started. But then from that, you know, I learned what not to do. Yeah. So it was all the mistakes that I made that ended up being, um, uh, I guess, big mistakes or, or big lessons to of what how not to invest going forward. Yeah. And uh, until I went out there and you know, seeked out the, the, the counsel of the, the best fund managers in our country and overseas, a lot, of, a lot of rejections, of course, but the ones that accepted me, I took them out to coffee and then they taught, they taught me the real deal. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I think it's important to understand that we very rarely learn lessons from 
wins or pleasure. Like, Correct. And we almost Correct. always Correct. learn our lessons from pain. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, when you when you lose money and all of that sort of stuff, and that's one of the things that yeah. I, I talk to our um, our members about. Uh, in fact, just at the last last week, the last intensive, somebody was talking about an issue that happened. A employee left, and it cost them a bunch of money. And mm. should we go after it? And, mm. and, and I said, "You've got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Let's put that down to education. You know, it's a yeah. few thousand dollars. Yes. But if you were to pay a few thousand dollars, mm. what what sort of a lesson would you like to get from it? And I yeah. don't just mean." Oh yeah, we've learned our lesson. I don't want it to just be philosophical. I want you to write down what the lessons are and how they can be implemented into your current practices and processes mm. so you can measurably see the return on that investment of that lesson. Yeah. You know, so yep. pain and mistakes, they're all part of growing and 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 learning mm. uh, and that's we've just got to see it that way. So yeah. You know, but that's some pretty powerful lessons. 120 yeah. large. Yeah. What and sort of lessons did you learn from that? Uh, not to, uh, not definitely, uh, not to leverage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. get you know, think of that. A lot of people want to get rich quick, and in actual fact, there, there's really, really no such thing. So it's important to let people know, and that's what I'm trying my mission now to make sure that people don't get conned into these type of get rich quick type seminars out there. And there's a lot around. And making sure that when you learn, uh, you're learning from the right people because a lot of these guys that are teaching, they make their money from teaching, so to speak. They don't make their money from actually investing or trading. And the real guys that taught me, they were the, the fund managers that actually managed money. Uh, and the other big lesson that I learned was it's all about preservation of capital and preserving what you have. The, the profit is actually quite easy to make. But if you chase the profit and you don't worry about your, yeah. I guess, your downside, that's when everything goes, goes wrong and goes wrong really badly and very quickly as well. Uh, so they were my main lessons. Yeah. There. So there's a hole in the bucket. Yep. We've got to make that as small as possible. And, and literally, yeah, fill up. Lock it yeah, off. Lock, lock off the hole. Yeah. So um, tell me about your, your current business and... Sure. Um, your life at the moment, you've got a bunch of groups. I know I saw some videos of um, uh, some people talking about how you've helped them, a group of farmers just recently, mm. how you've helped them. Um, so I, I, I suspect, and, and fill me in with the details, mm. it's, it's a lot more, you help people with a lot more than just investing. I, mm. I get a sense that it's a lot about managing your your money as well mm. uh, because as, as you just said you know you've got to block up that hole yeah and you, there, there are plenty of ways that you can make profit and that's right. what happens in a lot of building businesses like mm. building businesses are a very very good ve uh, vehicle to yes. make profit yes but the expense hole right that is that is in most building businesses yeah. okay. is kind of bigger yeah than the profit Right. hole right. That, that it's coming in with, you know? So yeah. that, that's why they're always struggling yeah. financially. So, um, yeah, tell me a bit about your business now, who you mm. work with, and, and how did you get started with it? Yeah, I mean, my, uh, uh, in terms of my main business, I, I still actually still manage uh, money for, on behalf of others as well. But three years ago, I, I started uh, a site called The Freedom Trader, and I wanted to teach, uh, first of all, was actually employees wanting, because I, I was in that corporate route uh, before where I just wanted to help employees you know, where if they're sick and tired of their job, how do you actually have that capacity to get out of the job? Potentially either quit the job or at least have financial stability to therefore move on and uh, know that you're safe, safe enough that you've got a portfolio behind you. So therefore you can you know, have that freedom to choose, that, that, that choice. And then I stumbled upon, you know, helping business as well because I realized with businesses, most business owners, including I think, you know, the, uh, whatever, I think 
from the tradies to the plumbers and the, the builders, they are all reinvested back into the business. Yeah. So they're just plowing money back in. And that's why it's really good that, that you're here to help them firstly get their, their business into profitability on the building side. And then once that's in profit, you know, what do you actually do with the profit? Yeah. Do you expand, you know, continue expanding, which I think you should. However, it's really important that you some, somehow pull back some of it and put it outside of it. So you're expanding your portfolio outside of your business. So if something ever goes wrong, you're okay. You and your family are okay. Um, and that's how I, I initially helped one of the uh, one one farmer, and that ended up being now two hundred farmers in our in our um, in our program. Because uh, I think any business, just like farming, there's always that risk of something going wrong. And with farmers, they've actually also got a very, I guess, even added risk of uh, you know the weather yeah. from flooding, uh, yeah. yeah, the recent droughts, the floods, uh, commodity prices. And then if they're, if they're more of the retail farmer, where you know the the goods and the, I guess the the things that we eat every day. And they, so they supply you know, the big grocery chains like the Coles and the Woolies. A lot of times they're also squeezed by these retailers yeah. as well. Yeah. So they've got added risk on top of you know, the normal business risk. So being able to now help farmers create portfolios outside their business and outside their farm, uh, it, it allows them to uh, feel safe that no matter what happens going forward, uh, that, they're, that they'll never lose the farm. Mm. And I think it's the it's, it's same as any, even the building business that no matter what happens, you should have something outside. So you and your, you know, the family outside the business is always safe. Yeah. And I think the other benefit too that I see is besides that, is that if you, if you know for a fact that you've got something outside the business, it gives you a, a peaceful mindset that you can expand and even take further risk on the business. That, you know, you don't worry about, it's like, if I need to expand, I know I'm okay and my family's safe, then you can go ahead and jump on yeah. and expand the business. Yeah, great yeah. advice. And I think, <clears throat> I think that the builders are in a similar position from the farmers you just talked about mm. because the building can be weather affected. Mm. Yeah, you're building right. can be squeezed also. And, and the, the industry, I think, is the culprit squeezing the margin if the builder allows it, and you know that's what yeah. we talk about in Black Belt, is setting yeah. up a better qualify process, a better attract process, so you get better mm. quality clients and better quality projects that the, the the clients are willing to pay a premium, so you can have a profitable business, and and you should have a profitable business, mm. uh, and and any customer that is upset about you making profit. Send them up the road, you know. Don't do work for them. because. And mm. all you need to ask them, and uh, I'm getting a bit off the track here, but this, mm. I, mm. this shits me. <laughs> uh, I agree. Uh, yeah. You know, if you were to say to somebody, if, if they've got a bit of an issue with, with the, the profit that you've put into the project, mm. ask them mm. how many days or weeks they would be prepared to go to work for their boss and say to their boss, don't, don't worry about paying me. Mm. You know, mm. you know, I, I, somebody who is a business owner mm. deserves a whole lot more than a wage. Yeah, because of the you risk know? they take. There's, there's, there's so much sacrifice, so much risk. They come in when everyone else is sick. Yeah. They risk. Mm. Uh, they got their ass on the line. They could lose any, anything yeah. or everything at any given moment. Yeah. So yeah. Um, this sort of thing, I think, is really important for builders to start to look at in the profit yeah. first yeah. program that that we teach our members. Mm. One really important part is you take your profit first, obviously, yeah. and it goes into a profit account, yeah. and the bottom half of that profit account is mm. designed to grow and grow until it's a minimum of three months' worth of operating expenses, nice. so it's a safety net. Yeah. The top half of the, the profit account mm. is to reward, mm. so a dividend to the business owner, yeah. to reward them, yeah. um, so they'll continue on 
mm. with the process because yep. how we normally do it mm. is uh, uh, they'll, they'll sacrifice and they'll go without and work really hard and, and, and then they'll get a bit of profit. Mm. <clears throat> and then they do something quote unquote sensible with it. <laughs> right. Right. And, and there needs to be part of the profit yeah. that you've got to use on yourself to buy a new light. Right. Or a microphone or a paddleboard <laughs> or something to put a big smile on your face. Otherwise, you won't keep doing it. It's like throwing the stick for the dog. Right. And when the dog brings the stick back, you go, give me the stick and you kick the dog yeah. in the head. Yeah. It's not going to keep getting the stick too yeah. much longer. Yeah. You know, we've got yeah. to reward ourselves. Yeah. So um, Agree. what I think is really exciting about what, what you do and, and, and how you can help all trades, businesses, mm. builders and, and so forth is... If they can understand a, a, a clear pathway that they can be confident in, because as you said, there's heaps mm. of scams and heaps of yeah. get rich quick yeah. and all of that sort of stuff, yeah. and your main priority is stop loss. You yeah, know? it's always a preservation of capital. Yeah. That's that's number one. So yeah. a lot of people they come into say the, you know the stock market and they they always say that um, I can uh, I've got five or ten thousand I can risk that, and yeah. I always say why? Yeah. Because why risk it when you should when you, there's no need to because yeah. Uh, the, the, the question I ask, I, I ask you is, you know, how long did it take them or you to save that five or ten thousand? Mm. So why should you risk it? Why mm. not preserve it? Because that five or ten thousand is, is what I call the seed capital to the next million, and it's really important that you never go back to square one. That five or ten thousand is that seed that you plant in the ground, mm. and over time will become that that. Uh, it will give you the confidence because you you, you you gain skill from learning the investing side and doing it safely, and then on top of that. Uh, once you get that confidence, you will scale because, as all business owners in the in the business in the building front, once you get more and more profit, once you get also get that confidence, you will scale up and put more profits when you see this working on the side, and that portfolio mm. initial C capital is only the very start. Mm. It will grow and grow and grow, and I've seen it time and time again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I love that point of uh, knowing that there's something that you can be confident in because. Mm. Uh, there is always that element of risk, and if you if you've got a a, a system mm. that is focused on preservation of capital, yeah, it just makes so much more sense to get your business mm. so it is significantly more profitable. It'll put it into this system you've got Correct. confidence with, yeah, and it grows at you know not not a fast rate. I'm assuming. Uh, I mean, it's it's, it's it's you know you can, if you put in the effort, you can do to do. do basically double digit returns. Yeah. So I ask people, they say, oh, what type of returns? Of course, every year it will be different, yeah. but you know, imagine putting that in the bank and, and you're getting what, one and a half, two percent these days, mm. right? And being able to now uh, not just get a 5% return, but going to that double digit, that 10, 15, 20%, that makes a big difference. So the end results compounding over time, every three or four years, imagine being able to double your assets. And then, you know, by, by year six, you've quadrupled your assets over time. So that is really, being, I call it slow and steady, but it's really not that slow and steady. Yeah. It is quite fast, yeah. but it's not one of those where you know get rich quick where you double your money every year. That will not happen yeah. unless, of course, you take a you know, stupid risk. I'd rather dial it down and focus on the preservation. And if you're getting double-digit returns, uh, you'll be you'll be good. Yeah, but yeah. I, I expect that it like anything, mm. it requires dedication it yes. requires discipline. Yes, it requires time and effort to mm. learn. Yes. Um, I'm sure that people make mistakes through the process, but mm. with your guidance, correct, that the, they you know they won't be so costly. Correct, 
Correct, and, and, and we, that's why in our first couple of modules, we don't focus on even the making money part. We focus on pretty much even the first week, it's just nothing but psychology, on fear and greed management. And if you can get that right, then that's sort of the foundation for everything else. Yeah. And then on top of that, week two, then we go into the protection side. So I haven't even talked about making money. I'm all about getting the mindset right, yeah. then the protection side right, and then looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. And if that's safe, then I now go, okay, where, where do you find the best investments that's out there? So what, what are some of the standard garden variety mindsets that you come across that are propelled by greed and mm. fear and yeah. you know, what are the things that you need to fix in that first week or so? The first week is, is it's usually, uh, the, the fear side is usually when you're brand new. So it's always that, you know, should I, shouldn't I, if, even if you find something, should you or shouldn't you do this? And that's why I, I guide people by being very transparent. I show them everything I'm investing in and what I'm about to invest in. So that report comes out. And while they, uh, the, uh, as a student, even if they, if they know what, they, what to look out for and they've got a checklist and they found the same investment, sometimes they, they're still nervous as a newbie. But when they see the report come out and they've found the same investment and they see that Terry is in also investing in, they'll click on the mouse and buy it. And when they get, say, out of 10 and they get runs on the board, say seven, eight or nine out of 10 right, then the coffin's just soars. Yeah. And that's the getting rid of fear side. It's just allowing me to be transparent, showing them what I'm doing, and then them sort of, not, not blindly following it, but knowing what they're doing, and then seeing that I'm doing it, and then clicking on the mouse to buy that investment. Mm. On the, I guess on the greed side, yeah. is that the problem that I also see is when our students go say, you know, they're, they're getting eight, nine, 90% success rate on every single investment uh, going forward. And now greed starts kicking. They go, oh, wow, this is quite easy. Maybe I should put everything into yeah. it. Mortgage and, the house. Yeah, and mortgage. And, and that's where I go, <laughs> no, no, no. You, you gotta scale back downwards and just be consistent and do what you can afford and comfortably yeah. afford. And over time, that will grow anyway. There's no need to scale. And maybe, you know, 18 months down track, you can scale big. But at least in the first six to 12 months, still keep on a uh, sticking to the systems of, of, you know, how much capital you should put in. So for example, when we find investment, we don't we put no more than one percent of our capital into that one investment, and that's one percent. So when you think about it, a hundred thousand dollar account, one thousand dollars goes in that mm. one investment, and that is it. Yeah. And people say, oh, one percent isn't that too little? You can't make much money. But when you've got multiple companies all giving you a return, then it's fine. And then it allows you to also be almost uh, robotic because emotions is the part that kills most investors. Because when you put too much on it and you're, you're too invested or you're too vested in it, that it must go right. But if you're only doing that 1% position size, what I call position size, then in actual fact, you've got no fear because it's 1% mm. of the entire account. And it's unlikely that investment, because you've done the work, that investment will go really wrong anyway. But even if it does go wrong, you might lose, you know, basically say 10% of that 1%, which is 0.1%. Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that kind of the hardest part for you to, improve or change or manage with the, with the people that you help because it just it just seems mm. that so many people get mm. sucked into trying to, to do things quickly. I mean, I, I even experience it with, with builders. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really trying to help them build a business right. that, that can be scaled. Right. Um, and so let's let's figure out let's let's cut the, the expenses right back, right? And let's put some effort into finding the right type of people with the right type of projects mm. for your business, mm. um, and and uh, put effort into building your team, 
and build the business slowly. Yes. And and they go, yep, that's great, that's great. And then the next day or the next week, they'll go, uh, you know, I've been presented with this opportunity for this block of flats, and it's yeah. like, uh, but you specialised in 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 a home, you know, a single mm. home and all mm. that. You've never done that before, yeah. Mm. But the the potential profit is is massive. Yeah. But also the downside of something like that for a builder who hasn't done that before is yeah. the complete loss of his business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. a big job with a big profit can mm. also go wrong very, very quickly yeah. if you don't know about it. So yeah. is that a really difficult, probably the most difficult thing for you with, with your guys is, is to to prevent that greed mentality kicking in? Yeah, and, and that's, that's why I, I love it when, uh, especially when markets, you know, I say... Um, Lessons are made when either mistakes are made or when there's a I say a downturn in the market because they provide the best lessons. And even last you know last December when when I was actually in Tassie and the markets actually did pull back and we were expecting it, but a lot of people who were new to the market had never seen that sort of downturn in their own portfolios. Yeah. But they provided the best lessons, and I, that's why I also run you know, live um, you know every fortnight live um, lessons, uh, coaching lessons where I show them case studies of what is happening with the market to what's been. I guess the uh, the course content. So you match if you marry up the both and you you show them what is actually happening in the market. Uh, it, it sets their expectations right, and then they go, oh wow. So what I've learned and what is actually happening in the market, and this now gels and it sort of locks in that lesson because you can tell them one thing, but until they see it with their own eyes and experience mm. it, that is the best lesson. And that's why I love having case studies yep. being thrown in at this, yes. um, every fortnight. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. How quick does thirty minutes disappear? Uh, extremely quick. <laughs> so, before we get out of here, um, I'm sure that there'll be people wanting to know more um, and and check you out and stalk sure. you and all of that sort of stuff. Sure. Where's the best place to find you? Uh, best place is. I don't uh, mean nightclubs and all of that. I mean, <laughs> to, to find out about the investment. All right. I, I was going to say at Nick's place in Tasmania <laughs> yeah. because the plane's been cancelled again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, the uh, I run a site called thefreedomtrader.com. So T H E the freedomtrader.com I'll put it uh, in a thing across the bottom of this yeah, video uh, as I run my fingers there it will appear <laughs> magically yeah yeah. or uh, terrytran.com as well yeah. so I've got my inside as well okay so yeah so we're spending the next uh, three days together we're going to be having yes. a great time yeah. learning um, in the next 50 seconds mm -hmm. tell people your thoughts on why it's important to have a coach whether it's be for business finances yeah. or whatever why are we coaches why? yeah I for me, I mean, I've got my own coach for you know the, the, the best investors on the planet, the fund managers, and without coaching and without, uh, I, I call it actually, why reinvent the wheel? Mm. The coaches have already gone through mistakes, i.e. I've done $120,000, $170,000 worth of mistakes. Why reinvent the wheel? Uh, I love showing people the mistakes, not just the, the wins, but I love showing, you know, revealing the curtain and showing the mistakes because they are the greatest lessons in, you know, in life and yeah. in investing, even in business. Yeah, yeah. So coaching is perfect. Yeah, so um, if you're interested in getting some some coaching from the financial side of the, the fence, you mm. know, look up Terry mm. um, uh, from the, the business of building. Mm. Obviously, we're here with Builders Business Black Belt, and I just find it, um, you know, uh, the, the best athletes in the world mm. don't go into competition without a coach. But yeah, it correct. seems strange that correct. so many small business owners and builders in particular... Yeah. Um, they, they just keep struggling and struggling and struggling and, mm -hmm. and as you said making profit isn't all of that difficult 
No. Building no. a successful building business isn't all that difficult. Correct. In fact, yeah. uh, one of the biggest struggles that we have is getting people to build a life in their mind past mm. a, a successful building business because mm. if the if the um, the end result is mm. just a good quality business yeah. and they get financial and time freedom away from it, yeah. Uh, I've found that these built business owners come back into their business because they had nowhere to go and they're like the pyromaniac mm. firefighter mm. and they start causing trouble back in their business mm. to, mm. so they've got some sort of meaning and something to do. So, yeah. Yeah. so uh, jump into Builders in a Circle if you haven't. That's another episode of uh, Builders Problem Solved. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it's been valuable. We'll be back on uh, the air live because this has been pre-recorded. Uh, next week, next Wednesday evening, 8 p.m., come join us. If you've got any questions you want specifically uh, answered, you can just pop them in the comment section or message me or carry a pigeon or yeah, message in a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> However you want to get me the question. Okay, that's it. Thank you so much, Terry. It's been Thank an absolute me. pleasure. Excellent. Looking forward to the next three days. Yeah. We're out. See you guys.